1: I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top rope nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's up, wrestling fans? Episode 77 of Top Robe Nation. I'm your host, Ryan Drosty joined here by Justin Joint and Kyle Ross, breaking down all the latest in pro wrestling for you this week. And uh, I'm just going to throw it right out to you guys and ask you, how's your week going? What's going on, Justin?
2: Um, I've had better weeks. The, uh, the Yankees were in a complete embarrassment this week. So, uh, oh, well, you know, what, what are you going to do? Look to next year. Another another year of Aaron Boone managing, I guess.
1: <laughs> I I'm right there with you. I had hoped on our last broadcast the Cubs were playing in the playoffs. So I was hoping maybe we get that Yankees Cubs World Series, but uh no such luck. Kyle, what's going on out in Cleveland? You ain't getting an Indians Cubs World Series either, That's are you, true. buddy? That's true. No in repeat last, of that either.
0: In the last 7 days, all three teams done.
1: Yep. <laughs> what a week i have just what a difference i've completely tuned out of the baseball playoffs at this point i'm just not interested typical cubs fan (laughs) it's not even just i just i'm just not interested in the teams that are remaining that's all i can say so i i'm full in on i'd probably be watching it if the bears didn't have a fighting chance at the playoffs this year but since i'm excited about the bears i'm full in on nfl now so. Typical sports fan. <laughs> so, wrestling-wise, guys, we had uh, just had our WWE television wrap last night. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, we had Super Showdown on Saturday, early Saturday morning. So, we are streaming right now live on YouTube for our Patreon supporters. Check that out at Patreon.com/slash Top Rope Nation, and uh, going out live on YouTube. As well as uh, later on on delay to all of the podcasting platforms. So if you guys are listening on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, all the usual suspects, go ahead, hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, so if you are listening, send us your thoughts, by the way. Um, we have a listener email it's topropenation at gmail.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of Super Showdown and WWE television this week, or just in general. What are you excited about about pro wrestling um, right now? So I just want to kind of get your takes, guys, on, on what you thought about Super Showdown when you, when you finally saw it. I don't think any of us actually watched it live. Uh, would you give this a thumbs up or, or thumbs down, Kyle? Slightly up. The main event kind of
0: bored me and was not a great way to end it, but... I thought overall it was a good show.
1: Okay, Justin.
2: Um, probably a thumb sideways. Um, I I thought a lot of it was just mediocre matches. I I really liked the uh, Styles Joe match and uh, Buddy Murphy winning the title was really cool. But outside of those two, um, it was it was really kind of meh.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I thought it was an okay show. Um, I was glad that I didn't wake up at what other, whatever ungodly hour it was to watch it live. Our time was at like 4 a.m. or something like that. I think I would have been disappointed if I had done that. So I mean, it was what it was. There was good wrestling. I think the Buddy Murphy and, and the AJ match that you mentioned were the highlights for sure. I'm just still not, I don't know. We, we talked about the last two weeks. Everyone's known Shawn Michaels is coming back. I'm just not buying into this too much. <laughs> I don't know what you guys thought about the DX reunion on Monday night, but I'm just I'm just not that excited still. And I'm I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan back in the day growing up. Justin, let's go. Okay. Straight.
2: So I am I'm not really into the idea of the match. Like I like for instance, I started watching uh, the Super Showdown and I avoided spoilers and then like halfway through it I was like, "Ah, screw it! I'm just going to look up the results and match times." And when I saw the uh, match length for Brian and Miz, and then that Undertaker Triple H went for almost 28 minutes, I I still have not gone back and watched it. I have no interest in watching a almost 30 minute Triple H Undertaker match. Um, but having said that, I actually am I'm into the reasons they're giving for uh, for. Shawn Michaels coming back, you know, it's like he stayed retired for so long out of respect to the Undertaker and with the angle with Undertaker and Kane attacking them after the match, you know, that's out the window. So I I, I thought that was a nice transition to that match. Now, having said that, am I really all that interested in actually seeing it? No, not really.
1: Yeah, I think they've done a, a good job at least tying it together to explain the match. Um I guess when I saw DX reunite, I, I remember thinking in like 2006 when they reunited or whenever that was or 2005. Oh boy! Like That'll even say. then, it wasn't that great. I th- I thought like Ooh. the comedy, it was like older guys doing it at that time. I did not enjoy it over 10 years ago. So to see the 50 year old men doing the DX thing, I mean, yeah, there's nostalgia involved, but I just can't get that too excited about it. I don't know, Kyle. Okay. The match at Super Showdown was just the
0: definition of masturbatory. There is no reason that Triple H and Undertaker need to be going 28 minutes, not including ring entrances, by the way, which is a big part of the thing. And they're both of them have great ring entrances, but um, there aren't a lot of them. To be honest with you, I know maybe this is a minority take. You know, with so much wrestling out there, so many hours of TV... There aren't a lot of matches, quite frankly, that I want to see go 28 minutes, WWE or otherwise. Um, There's time and place for it, obviously, but you got to keep me interested throughout. But, you know, (laughs) of all the matches on that card, Triple H Undertaker would be right near the bottom of ones that I would want to see go 28 minutes. Now, I do think, um, to make it three for three, the story they're telling is adjust my camera here as i said
2: <laughs> i wanted adjust- to you something so badly <laughs> yeah um
1: i almost just texted you to move your damn by the way out. i don't have my phone on me so don't, yeah, <laughs> don't do that
0: um you know i suppose they felt the need you know with that kind of curtain call moment they had i guess they felt the need well we have to do an epic to justify that curtain call i think that's a debatable point but the whole thing with like um you know, the Undertaker like betraying and Kane betraying Hunter and Sean at the end, that moment and attacking them, and Hunter and Sean being pissed off about that. I, I thought Hunter and Sean's promo was actually pretty good. I thought Sean did a. It, it. He did something that you don't get out of a lot of modern WWE promos in that. I'm sure he didn't, but he actually kind of got you to think when he talked about the plane flight from Melbourne to Chicago. He's like, that's a long flight. I don't know if any of you have ever made that, but that's a long time to stew over being betrayed. And he actually did a good job conveying being upset about an action of something. You don't get that a lot. Um, that said the match still didn't need to go 28 minutes. It just didn't. Um, I'm Again, maybe this is a minority take. I was not keen on their WrestleMania 28 Hell in a Cell match. You know, I think I know some people think that's like an all time great WrestleMania match. It probably wouldn't even be in my top 30 WrestleMania matches. I thought that was masturbatory. And this was even, and and by the way, everyone wants to pin when we throw on the term masturbatory, Triple H, wants to throw it in the direction of Triple H. Just as much Undertaker when it comes to ego. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you something this guy is, I have no proof of it, but this guy's still stewing over that WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns. And how bad his performance was. And I think deep down he wants to prove that he can still do that. Like this long kind of epic match. I don't know why he feels the need to do that at his age. He just shouldn't feel like the Cena thing was perfect at WrestleMania for what where Undertaker's at in 2018. I don't want to see Undertaker wrestle 25-minute matches against anybody.
2: That's, I was just wondering, the, or thinking about this earlier today, was what, what was the last really good Undertaker match? And I, my mind went back to uh, WrestleMania uh, 29 Punk. against... Yeah, Mike the yeah. Punk match.
0: Yeah, that, that probably was it. Um, well, you know what? I actually did not in mind the Lesnar matches. Uh, not the WrestleMania one where he got knocked out and the streak ended, but the SummerSlam one and the Hell in a Cell. I thought those were okay. They were not like great match of the year contenders, but I I thought they were good wrestling matches.
1: Yeah. I I would say about Shawn Michaels, too, like uh, I'm not particularly excited about this match. Now, the reports have come out that he could be wrestling at WrestleMania and doing more than one match, which I think is, is likely. We know he was coaxed out of retirement, probably because of the monies being offered to work the show in Saudi Arabia, which that's a whole nother topic. Cause that show could be in danger from what's going on in the news uh, over the last day or so. So we can talk about that later on. Um, but I love Wade Keller treating it,
0: tweeting at your boy, Chris Hayes, by the way.
1: Yeah, I, I did see
0: that. Oh, that was, yeah. yeah. It was so
1: random. on my t- timeline. <laughs> um, I will say, like, if they do Sean AJ or Sean Bryan, like, I I'll be interested to see that. And and right. some of it's going to depend on what Sean looks like in the match. But let's face it, Sean is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. It's been eight years since he worked, but I think he'll he'll do an all right job in the ring. He's he's been around the product, you know, still, especially in Florida since he's been working down at NXT. He looks to be in pretty dang good shape. Um, now it's going to be ta- it's going to take some getting used to to watch him wrestling bald. I will say. Does that That's, throw you guys off a little bit? Big time. <laughs> yeah. Every
0: time I'm like, Jesus, Shawn Michaels ball. Um, something that, you, you know, Ryan hit on this. I'll just reiterate it though. They showed the video package later. Um, like halfway through raw. They're like, let's remind you what DX is all about.
1: Jesus. That 06 run was very bad. I hated it. And I remember at the time people, I knew people that were really into it. I'm like, what are you guys uh, watching? This is terrible. I, I <laughs> I would put that up against the
0: very worst years, like of WWE, like in terms of like my least favorite year of WWE. Oh, 06 is a contender. Mm-hmm. I that those DX dominated runs. I'll say this: this has a chance if they're more serious. Because like you're right, the, the the old guys doing like juvenile comedy just for me was like horrific. Mm-hmm. You know, like Sean, like would like do like the cheap merchandise plugs, like is awesome as they were in 1997. Yeah. Is as bad as they were in 06. And this is going to be hopefully smaller doses. Um, you know, I mean, it's what three weeks to crown jewel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully after that, it's kind of, you know, we don't know when they're going to do the Sean and taker match. It may be as early as survivor series. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, you know it's just kind of like the d DA- The crowd was into it. It should be pointed out the crowd was into it.
2: No, they the live- do love, They do love yelling "suck it."
0: <laughs> I wonder if the, how popular the chant that'll be in Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, are they going to come out to the DX theme with the Titantron and all that? That's what I'm curious about. How's that going to go over? um If the show happens, we can talk about that too. But I, I do want to wrap up the Shawn Michaels stuff first. Um, yeah, in, in 06 if you would have told me, hey, they're going to be doing this in 2018 as well, I would have probably passed out <laughs> if you told me that. Okay. Like, okay. The, the, the...
0: It's funny because the why why do they do it? They think they're going to like bring in these lapsed fans, right? That's I assume the goal when you make you know, when you do Hunter and Sean against Undertaker Kane in 2018, right?
1: Or, and and but oh, the much is it about the Saudis wanting to see the match too? And that I'm too. And in that case, you're right. That in that too. But you know, I don't know if you guys saw, like, I have
0: my old college roommate who I haven't talked to in like one of the years, my sophomore year, like randomly writes on my Facebook wall, what like something like what the hell is Shawn Michaels doing on Raw in 2018? And this is a guy who I'm assuming like probably has Watch wrestling like five times since mm-hmm. my sophomore year of college when he lived with me yeah so like you know i think it, it kind of has a a counter effect too it's like it's not just you know they think all oh, these people go like, oh, yeah man my favorite's back but i think there's a lot
1: of people who are looking like jesus this guy's still around <laughs> i think yeah and i think there's a huge difference between this situation and like people are going to draw the comparisons all the time and i'm going to get into this in a minute too with like wcw and how they use the so-called old guys but those guys you know they were still work they could still work and they weren't that old in the mid 90s when wcw went after the old Uh, wwe guys this is like (laughs) almost a generation (laughs) beyond that like well yeah i don't don't know if they could still work (laughs) oh i think was still having good matches despite his back you know i mean they they went out and they got guys but they weren't like that far removed from their prime i mean you think about hogan going to wcw in 94 You're talking like three, four years past, four years past the uh, Sky Dome match with Ultimate Warrior. You know, it hadn't been that long. Here we're talking, we're 12 years removed from the DX reunion, the first reunion that sucked. (laughs) We're, We're over 20 years from when they first formed. And it's, yeah, in 06, when DX did that reunion, you were talking about, like, it came off so scripted. It was so lame. You're talking about the Shawn Michaels merchandise plugs. It was completely contrary so, like the '97 DX that was edgy. This was like corporate DX, you know, just overly scripted. It sucked. I hated it, and I just I've never really gotten into the DX reunion since, just because I strongly disliked the 2006 one so much. I Justin hated were,
2: those glow sticks.
1: Oh god, that was terrible. Justin, was that during your uh, your period away from wrestling?
2: Yeah, that was during my hiatus. So all I've seen of it is just from you know uh, video packages. <laughs> maybe going back and watching a little bit of stuff, but I, I definitely. You, it's not hard to to see that it, it was
1: super dad joke centric yeah it was uh, it was lame so i this, mean and to be fair
0: they, and to be fair they were different people in 2000 very different people in 2006 than they were in 1997 yes for I sure mean, i mean sean had you know made had made a lot of lifestyle changes was not like i mean he was a complete ass in 1997 <laughs> i mean the shot like what
1: you The crotch chop in 06. He'd do it like a little bit higher because he didn't want to be obscene. Yeah. And then, I mean, Hunter obviously was a totally
0: different guy, too. He was married. You know, he's Vince McMahon's son-in-law.
1: Yeah. As opposed to, you know,
0: some guy who people would hold up signs mid-card for life in
1: 1997. (laughs) Um, I did want to kind of parlay this into a discussion about older stars and WWE's inability to make new stars. Because we've talked a lot about this on this show. WWE is more of a it's the brand that draws now. It, it seems like they're not into making big stars anymore like they once were. like now it's solely about the WWE brand draws. It's not Roman reigns that draws. It's not like back in the day Austin or the Rock that draws or Hogan that draws. It's the brand that draws. Now I think at some point, they're gonna have to have that transcendent star again. I don't think I don't think having the brand be the draw can carry them forever. Uh, but right now and look at the stock price, it's certainly the case. But I've seen some kind of bad takes about this in the media, especially today. And some of this went back to an article that was posted on PW Insider Elite. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read that one uh, word for word. But one of my buddies sent me a link to this article, and the headline was that Vince McMahon reportedly doesn't trust superstars enough to create new legends. Okay, first of all, that headline is god awful because I don't really think that's what the PW Insider Article is implying, um, but the article goes on to talk about how, um, well, wait, re- wait, 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 where, where's the headline from? The headlines from Ringside News, oh, is where the article was on, and um, he talks about how there's a reason WWE keeps the legends around and, and it's all about trust, and then he's noting this, uh, this PW Insider article, um, that says, or th- this guy's interpretation of the article is that. WWE isn't creating new stars and instead they are bringing back names from the past in order to sell tickets. I don't think so. I think the brand is selling tickets right now. I don't think they're bringing back old stars to sell tickets. I don't even know where that idea comes from. But the, the P.W. Insider article, word for word, that he quotes says um, it's not a great situation to be. When you're so dependent on older guys because you've done such a poor job with the younger guys, people are like, Why does Vince do that? And it's so bizarre, too, because he did it because Brock burned him, right? He invested Brock and then he decided that he didn't want to be here anymore. So he went to football going back to 2004. So he made Cena because he trusts Cena, but he made Cena at the expense of everybody else. So he kind of, it's the thing you're trying to avoid by giving somebody too much power. This is this is sourced to Dave Scherer. Of course, um, it's
0: source to Dave. that doesn't
1: surprise me. It's poorly written. This is terrible. So he says. Now, luckily for you, Cena didn't abuse power too badly. He did to a, a degree by not saying Vince, we should really elevate other guys. But for the most part, he was a Holy good soldier that fuck. did what Vince wanted. Okay, I don't even know where to begin on this. Vince McMahon reportedly doesn't trust superstars enough to create new legends. That does, that does not even make sense at all. When my when my friend Tim sent this to me. I was like, we well, are definitely gonna have to talk about this on the show tonight because this is such a horrendous take. <laughs> so, do you guys think Vince McMahon doesn't trust his roster to enough to make them legends, and that's why he's bringing in the old stars? Your thoughts? <laughs> Scratching <laughs> <That's>,
0: your head. <laughs> no, I'm. So I'm trying to just unpack what the argument is. There is some truth. I, I mean, I, I do think and i've spoken about this on the program before like the disconnect that exists between what's going on down in NXT and you know what happens on the main roster and some of it is i think you know you know people like what the hell is going on man these guys every they're booked so well down on NXT they come to the main roster they flounder and You know, I think it speaks to NXT being like a Triple H vanity promotion, in addition to being developmental. In the sense that, I don't know if Triple H is being dishonest with some of these guys, how they're going to get treated on the main roster or what. But like, you know, I I just think Vince, I, I I do think that a lot of the quote unquote new guys being brought in, Vince doesn't see as much in them as maybe certain fans do. I think there's some truth to that. I mm-hmm. think, I think Vince, um, but at the same time, I mean, there are a lot of like, I mean, the shield, I mean, I don't think we think of them as new guys because they've been around for what, six years at this point, almost. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, they're relatively new, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, I don't, I just don't know
1: what the article means. I mean, the whole thing, like John Cena at the expense of like. I think, yeah, I think what he's saying, and it is very poorly written, and this is direct quoted from Pete R.B. Insire, So I'm assuming the typos are in the original article, but they're basically saying that Vince in the past has made stars or tried to make stars and they've burned him like uh, Lesnar. They put, they went all in on Lesnar and then he decided to leave. So the article is trying to say that Vince doesn't trust the stars enough to put everything into making no, them think, new legends. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, I mean, who's like? I mean,
0: I mean, who's burned him? Really? I mean, I mean, like, I guess Lester. Okay, finding left, but like, that's just one instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hogan. When Hogan left, Vince let Hogan go.
1: Yeah. What do you think, um, Justin? I mean,
2: I, I think. I don't know i'm just so dumbfounded by that entire thing i just can't <laughs> wrap my head around it i mean it's like he doesn't i mean like what has he been doing with roman reigns for the past four years exactly. of of building superstars i mean I, I i you know i think there's a there's a, like a, at least a handful uh, of newer to newish superstars that are going to go down as legends that have been made in just like the past five years
0: Okay, here's another argument, too, that people who view WWE through a non-WWE lens do not understand. Okay, take AJ Styles in the case of him. There are people out there. I actually just had this discussion with a buddy of mine, um, Chad, as a matter of fact, about 10 minutes before he went on the air. That there are people who view AJ Styles' title run as this, like, big disappointment. But if he, I would have told you when AJ Styles was brought in in 2016 that he would essentially be the face of SmackDown for two years, what would you have said? No way. No way. I wouldn't believe it. So, like, I mean, like, I think there's, and, like, another buddy of mine, fan of the show, uh, Brian, he, he was like, you know, he was over at my house watching NFL on Sunday. He's like, you know you know, who's, like, really good, a really good wrestlers? This AJ Styles. This guy's really grown on me. And this is someone who has never watched New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, like just doesn't have the time, desire, may not know what it is, quite frankly. But, you know, I think people who watch WWE through a non-WWE lens, you know, they, they're aware of the outside world, very cognizant of it, maybe prefer it to the WWE. Very much underrate that AJ Styles is a pretty made guy in WWE. Yeah, they don't build the promotion around them. I would not have had Miz say what he said on SmackDown. I always think that's so counterproductive to point out that a champion has been in the middle of Mm pay-per-views. You know, I mean, when Shawn Michaels would do it to Bret Hart in 97, it was considered like, just like so horribly unprofessional. But like now it's like, we're scripting that? (laughs) I, I don't know about that, but you know, fine. Roman Reigns is the guy in WWE, but like. I mean, AJ Styles is a pretty made guy within WWE, and like, I would not have in a... I would not have predicted he'd be as successful as he is. So, you know, th- like, I, I... You know, there, there are people like, oh, they're wasting AJ. Are they? Or did you just have unrealistic expectations as to what AJ Styles could do in the WWE?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be a little wrong on this, because I was looking at it last night, but... Uh, just a little fun fact for AJ Styles and his uh, his reign as champion. He is now the twelfth longest combined uh, reigns as champion for a number of days. Twelfth longest of all time for WWE champion. He passed uh, CM Punk not too long ago, and he is approaching Randy Savage.
1: Wow! Yeah, he's had two really long reigns. I don't really get the, I really get the problem people have with with the Styles title runs either. Um, as far as creating legends go, I do think there's some psychology with this. And I have seen this written about other sports before. I don't think people realize a lot of times when people are quote unquote legends in the time, I think we kind of look back years later and realize like, man, that guy was really good. They're a legend. Like, I think it's almost kind of rare to have a guy that people at the time kind of acknowledge as being like an all time legend and one of the best ever. I think that a lot of times it comes later. Um, I mean, look at at the the NFL
0: with Drew Brees. We were just like, you know, everyone like, because he just broke the passing record Monday night. You know, I think everyone like took a step back and like, you know, and then the ass kissing got a little much for me in the next 24 hours. But, you know, there was a lot of, quite frankly, just deserved ass kissing that occurred over the next 24 hours. Because people were like, you know, know, for the last 10 years, you know, we've had all these announcers blowing Tom
1: Brady and blowing Peyton Manning. But what about this Drew Brees? Mm Mm-hmm. You oh know. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, so I don't think I don't think Vince McMahon is reluctant to make legends. I think he's been trying to make stars. They haven't had that transcendent star for an abundance of reasons, and that's a whole another discussion. 50-50 booking, the booking in general, you know, their their positioning and their storylines, we could talk about all of that, but it's not for a lack of trying. They've certainly tried with many many different people, and to say that oh Vince McMahon doesn't trust these guys, so that's why they haven't had the trans-. that's re- Ridiculous! I thought it was one of the craziest assertions I've seen in the wrestling media in in quite some time. So I definitely had to throw that out to you guys and and what you thought. And is Daniel Bryan a star? I mean,
0: granted it was a very interesting situation how he became one. Yeah. I'm obviously answering the affirmative, but like, I just think that people have these unrealistic expectations for what's I'll use this term. Their favorites
1: should be. Yeah. And this it just comes full circle too because we're talking about this because I'm tying it in with the Shawn Michaels return and Triple H and the Undertaker and everything and yeah these guys are coming back but it doesn't mean that they don't trust the current guys I think that is such a bad take when people say that like oh look at these guys they're placed in the main event that means they don't trust they don't trust the uh, the current guys to main event the show that is not at all what it is it's like a special circumstance it's the Saudis throwing a ton of money at them that kind of dictates that this has to have an important place in the card. Plus, yes, they are legends. So they are going to be in a, in a featured segment, but it, first it has all, no bearing on what they think of the current roster. That's ridiculous. Sean Michaels return, whether
0: you want to see it or not, if you're going to do, it has to be positioned as the top thing on the show. Absolutely. Yes. It just has to be. <laughs> um, now again, tag match should not go 28 minutes.
1: No. Will it? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Good chance it will. Um, plus the entrances. Can't forget the entrances. They'll be long. Yeah, so that's like
0: 40. That's like 40
1: minutes probably with the four guys. Yeah. Um, should we talk about why the Saudi show might be in danger? I mean, I don't I don't know that the show's gonna happen right now, looking at sure. current events. Uh have you followed this? You guys followed what's going on? Hey, I'm is- not
2: exactly sure what you're gonna talk about, but I think I know.
1: The journalist situation? Yeah, the journalist.
2: Even before The Journalist, I thought I'd already seen that they moved to a much smaller venue, too. Is that right? Yes. That's
1: true, yes. They they were going to be in a stadium, and they moved it to a smaller venue that seats a little over 20,000 people, I think. And that was quietly done through a press release. Um, They had a previous release that mentioned the stadium it was going to be in. Um, I typed up an article on this for comicbook.com, and I can't remember off the top of my head the names of the two stadiums. But yes, it's been moved... um, And that was as of this past weekend, the the tickets had not gone on sale yet. And uh, the release was touting that the tickets would be going on sale soon. So I don't I don't believe the tickets have gone on sale yet. Um, And so the show, if you haven't been following the news, there's a situation where a journalist was murdered, um, allegedly by people connected to Saudi Arabia and whether the government was involved in covering it up. Um, I I am not like super well-versed on the story. I've, I kind of skimmed what happened and I saw it last night when I saw the aforementioned Wade Keller tweet that Kyle mentioned and had to see what that was about. So it seems to be quickly becoming kind of an international controversy. And if it continues down this road, of course of course, the Saudi Arabians are denying they knew about this or planned it or anything like that. Um, but I mean, there's video footage that seems to, to back it up from security cameras. And if this continues to be an issue that they deny and it goes on and on, it would seem WWE would be under a great amount of pressure to not run a show in the country. So, um, Kyle, it sounded like you had you had been reading about what happened there. Do you think the show is still going to happen? That's
0: an unfair question
1: to ask. I mean, well, I mean, did I did I kind of explain the gist of, of the story to no, you?
0: No, no, you did. And by the way, it, it's changed from the King Fod International Stadium to the King Saud University That's right. Stadium. That's yeah, right. King Saud University Stadium. Uh, do, 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 student financing. It's a, kind of a college stadium. But um, I don't know. I mean it, it all on the situa- I mean, it all depends on the situation. I mean, it all depends on the situation. And this goes, you know. One could say this is larger than just this isolated situation. It goes back to what we talked about in April with the whole concept of doing these shows, having a relationship with Saudi Arabia. Now, I'm going to point out again now what I pointed out in April that the, eh, not problem. the thing is Saudi Arabia is considered an ally of the United States of America. So it's not like the WWE is doing business with this. No, it's a problematic uh, alliance. I, I, I think that there's a lot of problems with being, you know, an ally with Saudi Arabia. But, um, I mean, if there's a lot of pressure from above, you know, like from the United States, then, yeah, the WWE may have to back out. But we shall see.
1: Yeah. So- I don't
0: know. There, there's no way to tell. I mean, I, they're not going to do it voluntarily.
1: Trust me. I mean, if, if the show gets their hand, will be forced. Yeah, it would be nuts, though. I mean, I almost want to see this just because it would be so interesting to watch where WWE has to cancel the show. And then Shawn Michaels has agreed to come back. The payday has gone. You know, then what? So uh, they, they would be scrambling. I don't, I don't know what they would do. Yeah, I don't know what they would do, because, I mean, there was no there was certainly no sign on TV that they were having any hesitation. No, but it seemed, it seemed like it was kind of, was that Monday night where a lot of this was breaking about the journalist story? Was that during raw or was that during SmackDown? I can't remember. Even, I can't even remember. Now. It was, it was raw. It was during raw. Yeah. So it wasn't like, I don't Wait, know. No, I, no.
0: Cal- no, no. I read Keller's tweet last night. I read okay, Keller's tweet last Smackdown. night. Yeah. So
1: yeah. I mean like i don't know it's it's just starting more and more is starting to come out about the story if you go to like the washington post or the the times or whatever it's kind of it's on the front page it's a big deal so well not just, fake news by the way it is not fake news <laughs> this, is, this is real life and we'll have to see what happens with that but it's it interesting i mean this is the downside i mean
0: for the the people who are critical of wwe having this relationship i mean this this is the downside yeah because it is a, it, they are problematic allies of this country, and this is probably not the podcast. You know, there's people have tuned in to hear 50 minutes of wrestling
1: talk, not 50 minutes of me decrying foreign <laughs> policy in the Middle East. Kyle's foreign policy podcast, episode one. Um, all right, so we've got that show in early November. We had Evolution. A lot of, okay, hold on, one
0: more. If if, if we're gonna pivot away from Crown Jewel, yeah, go ahead. Over under two schmoz finishes in the three big matches at crown jewel those being the tag match brian aj and the triple threat of lesnar Braun and roman
1: mm-hmm. I, think all three, I think all three of them could have bad finishes they could but like who's going to interfere in that aj brian because miz wants the winner so he wants someone to win right so he wouldn't he wouldn't mess up the finish per I, se. I guess.
0: Yeah,
1: see, I was kind of thinking at
0: first, like, you know, I don't know what the deal with that. Rand, they, they've kind of, you know, tucked it away, made you forget about it. The whole Randy Orton has a target, and again, I, I, I have a feeling it's going to wind up being AJ Styles because it just—I don't know who else AJ would feud with down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I could see them as getting involved in the finish. Yeah. I could see I like guess they're I costing Daniel Bryan
1: or something. Yeah. In, in order. Mm-hmm. I don't know that is, that is an interesting question. I yeah. Do they do the Daniel Bryan title win on foreign soil at a time where nobody's going to be watching live? I wouldn't do it then.
0: Okay. No. But yeah, that's the thing. So we were all talking about, okay, whoever wins that, you know, and this is maybe a discussion we can. I don't know. Do we want to talk about Smackdown title now or. I know we
1: were going to pivot fine. to evolution. No, okay, no, that's fine. I don't, I'm not even necessarily pivoting there. I'm just okay. saying we got a lot of shows this fall. So. Yeah. Okay. So Brian, admits, whoo, is there a lot to unpack in this
0: situation, right? Hmm. I don't think they're doing a title change in Saudi Arabia either. And I still think there's a chance they might go to Miz as a transitional champion now. Which I said, which I had said, well, if Brian wins in Australia, which he did, um, by the way, didn't have a problem with that. The way that was laid out, we can talk about that too. The quick match. Um, I, I thought that Miz as a transitional champ was out the window if he lost there, but I, I still think based on SmackDown, that is an option. And yeah. Brian beating AJ from a storytelling perspective, they, they did. A, I thought that segment was great on Tuesday. Brian did a great job getting the title over and what it means to him to get it back. But God, you just get the feeling that it would just be a better moment if he beat Miz for the title, not AJ. And that is like how we ended. They
1: wrapped up that feud between Brian and Miz. And that's how Brian got the title back. Yeah. I, I would have just done the match on SmackDown 1000, to be honest, like we talked about on the podcast.
2: That's I'm I'm shocked that they're not doing it at SmackDown. Well, 1,000. I mean it, granted it, they're it, filling it up with a bunch of other bullshit, but still.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I that think a lot more why. people would be watching it on SmackDown 1,000. So
0: Yeah, well, when yeah, when they announced that, my first inclination, Ryan was saying, I was like, I don't think they're doing the title change on a Friday mm-hmm. afternoon. On a you know, what is it? A you know, an afternoon show? Yeah, Foreign and soil and when not everyone's watching. Um I still think, and I I'd be interested to hear. If you guys agree, Brian eventually is getting it. Um, Maybe even still before Mania, Royal Rumble, Phoenix, is new home, his kind of new
1: hometown. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, he absolutely should get it before Mania. I think he will. Almost certainly. Because they've done
0: Daniel Bryan winning the title at Mania before. I think from their perspective, that's the way they look at it. We've told that story before. So I think they just kind of want to get the title to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and if we if we talked about when Brian came back at WrestleMania last year to kind of go to a reference from our resident sports handicapper here, Kyle, if we said Mm -hmm. over under Brian holds the WWE or universal title, you know, before next year's WrestleMania, so under or past next year's WrestleMania 35 over, what would you say? And I think all of us would say he would probably win it within that first year back. Don't you think? Would any of you have said no, it's going to be over a year before he wins the title?
2: No, probably not. I mean, at the very least, at WrestleMania. 35. Yes,
0: yeah, and they could still delay it till then, but I
1: don't know. I, I think he's going to win it before WrestleMania, yeah.
0: either if it's from AJ or from Miz. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so yeah, we'll see. I did, I did like that segment with uh, with Brian and AJ and the Miz on Tuesday night at SmackDown, where they all were kind of roasting. The Miz, and then the Miz did what he does best at the end. Where funny Kyle should mention the part about AJ not main eventing pay-per-views as champion and whether that even really matters. But um he he mentioned, well, you just have to look in the mirror, AJ, to know why you're not main eventing pay-per-views. Like,
0: I, d- I don't I don't I don't like that problem. I, I don't like doing that.
1: Well, I thought it was a, I thought it was an effective heel promo. I liked it. Same the here. problem
0: was people were kind of cheering the Miz though.
1: <laughs> oh, he's so good. I think I think nowadays it's 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 hard to not get cheered when you're a good heel <laughs> i don't know i feel like they've been cheering the miz though for a while now i think he, he uh, has good heat him. he has good heat but it, it's a situation where people find him really entertaining and they do pop for things that he says but, no people respect the Miz. i mean and it just shows just how out to lunch people like dave meltzer are who don't get the Miz. brian really doesn't like the Miz. i mean brian no Albers. seriously
0: i mean i mean those two are like the only two guys left that don't like really understand just really what a great pro wrestler the Miz is. Yeah. He He may not check. He may not check the boxes um, that they have for what makes a great pro wrestler, but for what makes an effective professional wrestler within a WWE
1: setting, he checks those. What were some of the references in that promo that Brian and AJ used to the Miz, where the Miz was just stewing in the background Tuesday night? They called him the two-minute man. Him,
0: yeah, they kept calling him. I thought that was outstanding. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, AJ, he's always been kind of weak on promos. Yeah. You know, that, that's something. Um, I thought Brian and Miz were just tremendous, though. Daniel Bryan's gotten much better on promos, by the way.
1: You know, he always, like, refers to that as his weakness.
0: He's actually very good.
1: I think that I think that stint uh, you know, away from wrestling, where he just could come out and talk every week, I think that helped mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, he's he's you could tell he's much more confident. Like when you
0: watch him and AJ, mm-hmm. he was more he he's like so much more confident on the mic than AJ Styles.
1: Oh yeah. So, um, you guys got anything else before I pivot to something new here on the, the WWE length, what, picture? What do we think about the length of the match?
0: You know, we we got that tweet the show about you know the guys like oh when you wake up this early and that was the length of the match. How did we feel about you know them doing a brief match ending with the
1: small package? That was our buddy Kyle, right? Got to throw his name out there. The other mm-hmm. Kyle R, yeah. Um, I I know you said you'd have a problem with it. I'm not a fan. I I like to see a little bit more. I, I that's that's two. What was it? Two minutes and twenty seconds or something like that. Um. I, I'm not a fan. I was looking for more out of that match. Justin?
2: Did it For me, it all depends on what's to come. I can forgive it for now if, if it's going to lead to something more.
0: Yeah, and that's key what Justin just said because, all right, there is an interesting conversation to be had. Were they running late and did they cut it? And Lord knows Triple H and
1: Undertaker weren't shaving off any time <laughs> off their love fest. Miz, we got to talk to you, brother. Uh, Taker needs yeah. about seven minutes that would be minutes off of this.
2: If that was the case, that's really weird cuz like a lot of those matches outside of Styles and Joe, I think that was like around 23 minutes, all the rest of them were like around 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so I, I didn't I didn't get the sense that that was. I think Meltzer threw that out that that might have been the case, but and also I thought the booking made sense. And I think I could, when we talked about the SummerSlam match, Brian and Miz had, which I loved. If you com- I want to compare it to the Gargano-Champa series, where this series, Brian and Miz, has been worked s- much smarter. Yeah, that first Brian, you know, I called that Ciampa-Gargano match in New Orleans maybe one of the best matches I've ever seen live. But it was worked like a blow-off match, and you see them working to diminishing returns every time out. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brian and Miz, you know, like Justin said, where is it going? And the way that that SummerSlam match was worked, it made you want to see a rematch. The way this match was done, um, it clearly, they're going to work again in a big blow-off match, possibly um, with a title on the line. And what I also liked about it is, man, what's a big complaint we have of wrestling audiences, not just WWE? They sit on their hands for the first 10 minutes and just wait till, you know, we start hitting the finishers, kicking out at two and three quarters. You need to train the audience that matches can end early. And in that regard, I had no problem with it.
2: Yeah, I don't get into New Japan matches until at least the twelfth V trigger, and I start paying attention. Yeah,
1: you had to say this as I'm wearing the New Japan shirt. To yes. Uh, yeah, I see. I see where you guys are going. A good change of pace, you know, freshen it up a little bit rather than having like the the barn burner matches every time out. That makes sense to me too. I think. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for you. Got to see where it's going. But watching it, I can't say live, but on demand, I wanted to see more. But that's the fan in me, so you know we'll we'll see where it goes.
0: Well, the great Bruce Mitchell who's a was a columnist I actually like from one of the major sources from the major sites. You know, he said, you know, something lost in wrestling today is being left wanting more. You know, I mean, with so much wrestling now, how I many how so how many times do you feel exhausted after you watch wrestling? It used to not be that way. It used to be like, oh, I can't wait till next week. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that kind of succeeded on this level, on, on that level. And also what made it okay is people just genuinely want to see Daniel Bryan win. And because it was him, I don't think you felt as cheated out of, of this potentially great match.
1: Yeah. Um, I did want to throw it to a listener email here. Um, okay. Kind of deals with um, the schedule. the fall because i was mentioning we got evolution coming up we got crown jewel we got survivor series all all the shows we just had hell in a cell um had super showdown and this kind of deals with what those shows should be so i did i did want to say if any of you ever have something you want to read on the air if you want to send in a thought we'll share it on the air you got a question for us to discuss send it in Nation at gmail.com We'll get you on the air. We'll talk about it. And so this one comes from our buddy Dalvin Brown, who has sent in emails before we've read. He says, hello there, Top Rope Nation. I had a thought about WWE using former WCW pay-per-views to incorporate into their schedule. However, my thoughts would be to take out some and replace some with more memorable names. Um, Like, so, for example, in April, post-mania, there could be Spring Stampede, Uh, July, Bash at the beach, October have Halloween Havoc, December Starcade. Don't make these house shows like they've done with uh, Starcade. I think last year, um, and they're doing it again this year. Yeah, don't make these house shows, and I will find them to be better. He says he would take out Extreme Rules, Hell in a Cell. What do we say? I love this idea. Why? And they they own the branding to those names. Why not use some of these most recognizable names in the history of pro wrestling, especially? It seems like they have just kind of some nameless pay-per-views. We've talked about how Hell in a Cell, now being in Oct- uh, not in October, it used to be in October. I guess it was in September this year. Um, but we've talked about how Hell in a Cell is a theme pay-per-view. Not the biggest fan of that because you always just have to have the Hell in a Cell match. But I would love it if they'd bring back Halloween Havoc as, as the October pay-per-view. I think that would be great.
2: That's about the only one I like. I mean, a lot of those other ones are just kind of stupid names that, I mean, just,
1: I mean, just spring well,
2: stampede
0: never meant anything. That was just WCW. I think that was their 11th of the 12 months they filled up. Yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, in bash at the beach. I mean, just, I don't know. Not, Great American bash, you know, they kind of brought that back for a while, but they're, they're yep. just a little and bit too global for that. Now just Starcade's Starcade and Halloween Havoc might be really the only ones that I think mean a lot to people.
0: Yeah, see, I, I don't think... The issue is, okay, you can call it something. You can call it... But if the card's no good, then it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> so, That's true, but like, we, did, we did talk about how this is a branding thing nowadays with the brand. Okay,
0: Okay. I'll say this. WCW with the, you know... WW You mentioned this, right? I think that WWE has some pretty generic titles for its pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, um payback. Great, great balls of fire. Well, that one was was good because we got Jerry Lee Lewis on the paper. Yeah, payback. But, you know, I mean, this was more of a thing in the aughts when you had, like, backlash and vengeance, Mm -hmm. you know.
2: Unforgiven.
0: Yeah, unforgiven, fully loaded. Like, those names really meant nothing. I actually thought, truthfully, in the heyday of the Monday Night Wars, WCW did have better branded pay-per-views. Oh, yeah, I agree entirely. You know, with the sets and stuff. You know, even as dumb uh, and failed a concept as – road wild was at least it was
1: like unique looking you know yeah i was gonna say that for bash at the beach it would actually be very cool if they brought that bash to the beach and they did it outside like wcw did a few times make sure to actually sell tickets though um but i think just i think the scenery change on wrestling events is huge to freshen up things and i would love to see them do something creative like that where you have a different setting i think bash at the beach hey, yeah but be, i don't think i think that could be a cool um, pay per view to bring back. I kind of agree with what you guys were saying. Like Halloween Havoc to me would be one of the coolest ones to bring back. Um, I always love the Halloween Havoc sets. Um, <laughs> I, I think Starcade has a lot of potential and they've done great American Bash. That was one of the classic but, And it didn't, work, now, it didn't work, but it didn't work. Now, part of it was those shows, I believe, when they brought it back
0: the first time, it was a SmackDown only pay per view. Mm hmm. And I think the first two, but they, they they did not do well on pay-per-view. And, you know, of course, Vince was like, well, no one likes this name. But um, I think, you know, that was maybe self-serving. I don't know. I mean, you could, do you know what I would do? I would make, um, if it fell on a Monday or a Tuesday, I would make a Raw or a SmackDown, a special Halloween Havoc edition of the show. Yeah, that would be cool. I
2: like that idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Is what I, you know, because that's one thing too, with these raw, I mean, raws and smack. I mean, I I wish they would do like every once in a while, like a themed episode of, of those shows. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and I think it's just cool. You know, if it's, if it's hot, if it's actually Halloween or something Mm -hmm. or close to like people like into like dressing up in costumes and
1: I don't know, you can even bring back some of the silliness of the eighties. Remember that Saturday night's main event. Yeah, I always really liked when they did the throwback Raw shows and they brought back the old red, white, and blue yeah. ropes and the yeah. Raw set and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it's just a good change of pace, freshen up the look uh, for a week or so. I, yeah, as far as the other WCW pay per views go, like I don't see them bringing back Uncensored or Super Brawl. Uh, uh, what else? Fall no, I mean, Brawl. Those, yeah, those
0: names didn't mean. A, a ton. I mean, well, Fall Brawl was always associated with the war games, but...
1: Um, which NXT is using, so there you go. There's one. Yeah, there
0: go. They did trademark all those names because they were
1: pissed at MLW uh, for using war games. So... Mm-hmm. now I think Starcade makes sense and Halloween Havoc makes sense, and, and the rest, I don't know, I can give or take, but those those two would be cool. You know, guys like us, I
0: think, also maybe overrate what the name Starcade means to the younger audience. It still means a lot in the Carolinas, which is why it worked really well last year. This year they're running it in Cincinnati, which is a little curious. But um Cincinnati, you know, NWA did run there. But uh I don't know. I, I don't have an it's I I don't think unless if you wanted to make it a huge deal, like Starcade, like loaded up, because remember that was their signature pay per view.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um or allegedly was uh the under Bischoff some would say that changed but Um, unless we're going to load the show up, it really doesn't mean a hill of beans. All right.
1: So, all right. Good discussion. Yeah. We, we, we could see some of that come back. I don't know. We'll have to see, but, uh, yeah, any I guess we're kind of running low on time here. We're getting close to the end of the show. Anything else you guys wanted to hit on before we take it home this week? I am all in on this
0: Bobby Lashley heel turn. (laughs) I thought that was, I'm I'm not even being like a troll or joke. I, I thought that was outstanding. I thought raw the first half of raw, with the Lashley heel turn, the Nikki Bella heel turn, and the absolutely outstanding Battle Royal was great stuff.
2: Yeah, that was a nice callback uh, for Kurt Angle to uh, his days with Edge and Christian when they were originally the conquistadors. That was good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a lot of people called it on Twitter. They're like, look at that neck. That's Kurt Angle under there.
1: <laughs> All right. Anything else? Taking I, it I have I I have one
2: quick kind of like, because I'm a big soccer fan. So I have one little complaint about this world cup tournament. Oh, (laughs) is that all four guys that are in there are American. And then they put out this dream match where, you know, the two guys that should be in the finals are going to be facing each other in Rey Mysterio and Shinsuke Nakamura. Both those guys should be, in, i don't know it's, just, it's a oh, stupid hell yes. complaint but
0: i am pumped for that match you know, by the way actually it's funny i had a my buddy chad actually messaged me before the show he's like you know what do he's like somebody was talking about this world cup should have a more like world you know they should have guys from different air er- you know different countries in it
2: what what what
1: about this tournament is is world it's just because it it's in a different country Come on, you know they have working relationships with all these. Like they could have, they could have incorporated like progress into this. They got, they got their working relationship with progress out of the UK. They could have yeah. a tournament to send someone to the World Cup. Let me tell you something, buddy. The Crown Prince ain't watching progress. Okay, <laughs> no, but the Crown Prince is paying for Shawn Michaels and pr- could probably give a damn about what yeah, else is on man, this show. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he's. I mean, when you
0: look at, I mean, if let's say Ray beats uh, Nakamura. Next week, this thing's looking like it would be one hell of a 2003 King of
1: the Ring tournament based on the first five guys <laughs> in it. All I'm saying is they ha- they do have the capability um, to have done yes. a world an actual World Cup. No. And they could do that down the line still.
0: Yeah, I was going to say yes. If you wanted to do something that would be more, you know, with the different regions and stuff like that of the world, and you could, and you could do it, and it could actually be a more worldly event. Yeah. Yes, they do have the means to do that. I don't think that's what I think they just call it the World Cup because it's like a name that sounds prestigious. Obviously, I mean, obviously, it's you know the biggest sporting event I mean, arguably in the world, but um, <laughs> but you know, I think they just chose that name. I mean, you know, it, it, I love this whole thing. It's to determine the best in the world. Like, I mean, what is that? I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's good
1: marketing, but I mean, it, not really. <laughs> yeah you don't think Vince McMahon watches soccer Kyle I don't think Vince McMahon watches a lot of anything no probably not
0: uh, am I wrong I mean, that Bobby Latt, I, wouldn't, I liked
1: you... it yeah I, okay. I agree with you that was okay
0: good. but did you have some consternation watching that match when Leo Rush was doing that like because it's WWE I'm like oh god they don't they don't think this is cool right <laughs> Like, like like they know that this is like everyone in this crowd is going to have a fucking mutiny against Leo rush. Right. So, I, yeah, like, I wasn't sure. So at first I wasn't, but then I'm like, okay, come on now. You know, cause he kept well, doing the lash He kept trying to get the, I was like, okay, please tell me this is tongue in cheek because th- this is like, they're totally turning the crowd on Lashley. And when they did the, the heel turn, I was like, Bravo, because we give a lot of shit to WWE for not being in lockstep with their audience. But this was a situation where they clearly were. And the heel turn, is a very smart move with Bobby Lashley, who was not getting over as a babyface, quite frankly, the way they had hoped.
2: Yeah, I, I was going to add that uh, in reference to are, are they this out of touch that they think this is going to get Lashley over as a babyface? Uh, it, it was helped by Owens wrestling as a as a babyface. I mean, when he went over the top rope and laying on Lashley, I mean, he went right back into that ring to soak up those cheers. <laughs> yeah,
0: and by the way, um, you know, Meltzer's reporting that he's going to take time off for injury. And they don't know how long he'll be out once. Kevin Owens has to come back as a baby face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that. And by the storyline wise, both he and Sami Zayn have been injured by Bobby Lashley. So there's your mm. ready-made storyline. There you go.
1: All right, guys, if you like this episode, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Give us a like. Let us know in the comments below. What did you think of the show? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Love to engage with you down there in the comments section and talk a little pro graphs. If you're listening on the various podcasting platforms, again, give us a subscribe. Give us a rating. And uh, we will be back with you next week, episode 78 of Top Rope Nation. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your day, wherever you're listening. We hope you have a good one. Check you guys next week.